there are two people in a wood and um, they run into a bear. The first person gets down on his knees to pray. The second person starts lacing up his boots. The first person asks the second person, my dear friend, what are you doing? You, 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 you can't outrun a bear. Uh, to which the second person responds, I don't have to. I, I only have to outrun you. For the love of God. This is a joke, obviously. I'm afraid I don't know what those are. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. You almost had me. You never had me. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Hey, hey, Monica. What's up, baby? What's your problem, nigga? You didn't win. Fuck you. Let's give an R.I.P. Let's give an R.I.P. to Jaw Rule's acting career. Yeah, no he shit. He hasn't been seen since. <laughs> that was the podcast. one fuck in that my movie, drink. too. Yeah. Pour my drink to oh, poor yeah, Jaw yeah. Rule. And his accurate Integra. What's going on, fellas? Hey, hey. Yo, You're listening yeah. to the Bad Boys Podcast, episode 257. We randomly rent on all things movies. I am the Antichrist. You got me in a vendetta kind of mood. You tell the angels in heaven you never seen evil so singular personified as you did in the face of the man who killed you. My name is Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as always. Uh, I'm Harley, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett. All confused and shit. <laughs> and I'm over here and I don't talk. Tony, a.k.a. MCP. <laughs> That was from True Romance, fellas. Oh. Yeah. Want to do a little something extra, a little special something for y'all. That was good. I, I, It sounded familiar, but I couldn't place it. So Yeah. Your, your mind's a little hazy sometimes. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You, tend to, you tend to forget yeah, some know, things. It's all good. Some weeks I'm strong. Some weeks I'm not. So. I hear you. Hey, MCP be going the same problem sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Like a rave going on in his head. He just can't, you know, can't think this, straight. That's all. This all week right. I'm good. Well, you know me, it's all I'm a smoky DJ. up in there. It's always a rave in my head. So. That's true. Granny shifting, train wrecking, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, I just want to drop some news real quick that just fell on my lap. Um, actually, newspaper, not, not even a newspaper. It's it's online, but uh, after nine hours ago, but. I just read it a couple, like two hours ago, so it's fresh in my mind. But Olivia Munn has joined the cast of X-Men Apocalypse, signing on as Betsy Braddock, a.k.a. Psylocke. Director Brian Singer what? posted the news on Instagram on Monday. Now, do you guys know the character of Psylocke? Or do you oh, even know who Olivia Munn is? I know who Olivia yes Munn is. Yes and yes. Okay. Cool. And Tone yes. does. Harley needs to be informed. Is Psylocke, let me guess, Psylocke is like some inemotional, super genius... Um, sort of non-human. I'm gonna let Tony take this. I'm just gonna paste you some pictures, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, just give him a picture. There you go. So I take you never seen the X-Men cartoon. No. Have you ever played Marvel vs. Capcom? No. You never chose Psylocke. Nope. Okay. Well, she's being. I was too playing the original Street Fighter Two. Okay. And and that's it. You never played any other game. Well, like fighting, like like that. Yeah, at Mark and Aaron's house, you never played it. Nope. And Dreamcast, you. Oh, I mean, I I probably tried it a couple times, but it was too. too, Damn, it was too. uh, Yeah, we got you. Yeah, you you're interested now, huh? 
Mm-hmm. Even Chris's eyes got big. Yes, <laughs> big <laughs> like them titties. <laughs> Sold, right? Like I don't give a damn who she's playing. No longer she wears that outfit. Yeah, no shit. Um, yeah. yeah, your next step is to look up cosplay for it. Exactly. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, real popular. So she's one of the X Men's real popular. Hasn't been on. Uh, hasn't showed up. So. Cool. Have you guys been seeing some of the screens uh, or some of the pictures from the Deadpool set that Ryan Reynolds a has been bit. tweeting out? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny as hell. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty funny. He's handling it really well, and it's gonna be rated R. And is um, it? Yeah, oh yeah. You didn't see that video we beat up Mario Lopez? No, the show was awesome. Um, I'm getting some weird feedback because I hear him yelling. It's pretty funny. So check it out. There was a new trailer for Terminator Gen- Genesis. Gen- yeah, Genesis. I saw it. Okay, I gotta talk about this trailer first off. Um, I'm gonna yeah. go rant. Um, the fucking trailer pisses me off. There's so many like callbacks and same shots yeah. from previous movies. It just makes me mad. It's like it there's just, nothing yeah, new. It, it, there's nothing original. You're just rehashing same. Like, hey, remember this scene from this movie? Remember this villain from this movie? It's well, like, we're bringing it back. Like, yeah. like watching L.A. blow up like in T2 Judgment Day. I remember when Sarah Connor's like in the park. Right, and that scene was fucking terrifying. I don't know if you guys saw that as a kid, but that shit fucking was scary. And when she blows up, remember, she just gets burnt to, and mm-hmm. she just gets burnt to a crisp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. blows up. Yeah, it's just yeah. scary. Especially when you first um, saw the movie, you're like, shit. Yeah. You see T1000 getting shot up, and and he's coming yeah. back, and he's got blades. Like, oh, okay, we've seen that. We got Arnold shooting a shotgun. It's like, oh, all right, come on. We got him driving it, and we got a, a truck wide open. They're shooting out of it like T two. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck, man? And not nobody stop and think like y'all are just rehashing the same fucking thing, man. This bullshit. What? A couple, couple. I don't know. It was a couple months ago. I watched. Come made you want to live? Really? Well, that's in every goddamn movie, so you know that's gonna come. But like a couple months ago, I watched Terminator Salvation, and you know what? It actually holds up pretty good as a science fiction film because it kind of tries to do. A sequel. It's not a remake, and this one feels like a remake of the first and the second one, and that's Tony, a problem. Tony, you got a you got a you got a number for a doctor I can call for Harley. I think he's he's delusional over here. I think I just wow. heard him say Terminator Salvation was a good sci-fi movie. It's not a bad science fiction film by itself. It doesn't. It, you know, I mean, obviously, I obviously have my 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 uh, my feelings with the first two films. But we are now officially more – the Terminator franchise is less James Cameron and it is just a science fiction franchise. And so, that's, that's, my, that's my problem. Well, I dig it. And trust me, you know, Cameron did a perfect job making two films that told the story and ended for all I'm concerned. I'm pretty impressed um, you can say all this with Cameron's dick in your mouth too, by the way. Uh, well, you know, ironically, me and Chris were just talking about James Cameron before the podcast. She was oh, wow. <laughs> which movies made the wow. most money because the Fast and Furious 7 made like $700 million worldwide kind of thing. And so she wanted to know, you know, what's the number one? And I said, well, it's of course Avatar. And number two is Titanic. But anyways, um, the truth is this is nothing but another franchise, just like the Fast and the Furious that it is, you know, spun off. But I would agree with what your, what you know, incited your your argument or or annoyance is. This feels like a remake, and it feels less like a sequel or an independent film. And it's just shit. We just got to hit beat for beat what made the first two films successful because 
works. Yeah. Number three and number four are critical flops for the most part. And number mm-hmm. one and number two are critical success stories. So Hollywood's going, fuck, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And the safe bet is to remake the franchise. Let me ask you this, though. Because – Well, let me, say, let me bring this up. Yeah, Tony, no, please. Go ahead. Tony, okay. How would you – how would you feel after T two? Would you like to see a continuation of the story, or would you just? Or are you happy with just that right there? Um, all right, I have to think back because I was just watching the trailer right now, trying to find the stuff that you're talking about. And I don't. See and are that. you familiar with the? Yeah, like with T three and Salvation and everything. No, I never saw T three. I think I saw Salvation, but I didn't connect it to the original Terminator. And yeah, but yeah. And, 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 I mean, one of the biggest things, like that no, was okay, like for T two, wanted to see. At the end of T2, uh-huh. right, he, he thumbs up, burns up, shit's over with. Yes. Well, that's, so I would have that's been exactly the point is James Cameron there that, that, you know, I always say that Cameron pointed out that and that this was a recurring thing throughout the film was there's no fate but what you make. And at the end of Terminator 2, they successfully have changed time so that Judgment Day will never happen. So you and wouldn't the see third, they wouldn't time travel again. Exactly. Well, at least at least that universe right. where Skynet creates time travel doesn't happen. Right. I mean, we you can okay, right, right. The third film literally shits on it. Just a big huge pile of shit and Try says, shit. "No, Terminator 2 was a big fat lie. Judgment Day was always going to happen." And that's and what I that, get that feel of Genesis, too. Well, absolutely. And then the fourth film says, yeah, we have to show Judgment Day because that's what people want to see is right. Judgment Day. Yeah. And and therefore Terminator 4 see, and, and the franchise know, is created. Well, one of the biggest thing is like Denal's always wanted to see like how in the future, remember T2, that whole battle scene? He would like to see a big movie just for that, you know, of them in the future. Well, so yeah, but you – and I agree in, in, in this – well, no, I don't it agree. It would be cool, but then you got to come back to – you know. It still has time. to be based on characters and, and, and my thing is, And my thing is T2, like remember Arnold's arm got ripped off. Where's that arm at? Doesn't nobody find that arm? Well, that's, that's sort of the one argument obviously. And the argument is that it's so – it's completely crushed in that gear mm-hmm. that it would be – it would be just seen as scrap metal, basically. It's destroyed, as opposed to in the first film, it's literally completely intact because it doesn't get crushed. It doesn't matter. You can't come up with a neurotechnology just from an arm. The thing is, um, someone imagined this stuff, right? Someone created, in the, in the context of the movie, somebody came up with this technology. Someone else can come up with a technology 20 years later. And then you can come well, up with another apocalypse that's, you know, delayed by 20 years. I mean, absolutely. you could, you could re, re, say, you know what? Yes. Apocalypse is going to happen again. There's going to be robots again. They're not going to look the same as the, their original because mm-hmm. it happened in a different time frame. Correct. So I yeah. could see that. I that's could see why the I was argument saying for that. a different universe. Right. It, it right. would feel like a different universe. Exactly. Yes. If, if, if America hadn't built the nuclear bomb, an atomic bomb and dropped it on Hiroshima, it doesn't mean it was never going to happen. Right. It's just it wasn't going to happen in our universe. It was going to happen in a different, in you know, in a different future or a different past, you know. And so, yes, the Terminator franchise could have gone on, 
but it would have been under different circumstances. The films are on the James Cameron circumstances, and that's where the Cameron Terminator fans like myself and Fonzo have a problem with it, is because you're literally ripping off Cameron's story and characters, but because you're they know crapping. it sells. What's People that? Recognize, because they know it sells. People recognize of the Terminator course, face, and, and, and so, yeah, they have to. And make the money. Uh, Cameron literally had to sell the rights to the film to the name in order to get the second one made, and that's why they have successfully made two more films or three more films based on a franchise that he killed, but he literally didn't own the rights to the franchise, which isn't unheard of nowadays, but in the past, he literally owned the rights to it, and he could have stopped them from saying, no more, but in order to get in order to get the green light, he literally had to sell the rights to it. So interesting little uh, tidbit of info there. But anyways, long story short, yeah, the the trailer looks terrible, Fonzo. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. But you know. I don't get. Yes, that. we went on a bad boys tangent. So yeah. <laughs> so. You know what wasn't wasn't terrible was the first episode of Game of Thrones that was back. I heard on the I heard uh, that several episodes have been already leaked or something. Yeah, apparently, yeah. That's what I read so too. You, but I just saw the first one. So they started it on on HBO. Yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah, and just you know, just picked up right where it left off, and uh, it's awesome. I am um, looking forward to this season a lot. So I'm I'm pretty cute. I'm I, I guess it's gonna pretty much catch up to the books at this point. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Now, Tony, uh, you're kind of like me, right? Where you kind of wait till the end of the season and watch them all back to back, yeah, back, I right? Wait. I did yeah. not watch it, so yeah, I can wait. Yeah. And then I there's a, uh, and then this Friday they uh, released all the episodes of Daredevil on Netflix, and I was going to check it out. Kept trying to watch the first episode, but I kept things kept happening, so I couldn't get a chance to. But uh, I was curious how Netflix does it. You know, they'll put the whole the whole season up. But, uh, well, that's what they've done with House of Cards, and I, mm-hmm. if you guys remember, I'm a huge fan of House of Cards, and I did the Netflix thing, and I watched three seasons within, you know, two or three months, probably less than that. So you're um, big, you're you're big, uh, probably on binging. You're all about that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm one of those people. You know, if yeah. I had, you know, during spring break, if I had a television show, I was going to catch up to. I would have. Yeah, absolutely. I can watch. 10 episodes. Chris started watching Entourage and nice. watched like three seasons like in fucking two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And, and at the same time, she's like, yeah, this is garbage. Can you give me the next season? And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, is it that bad if if you keep watching it? You know what I mean? So yeah. Telenovalis. So um, it's fun. You know what I mean? So yeah, Tell House of Cards. It's like a daytime soap opera. Soap opera. Yeah, soap opera. So, but anyways, yeah, I'm a fan of the bin binge watching for sure. I mean, these shows, you know, you 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 referenced Game of Thrones, and these shows they're putting so much money into them. These HBO shows, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 writing is so good. You know, they're so entertaining. The stories are so in depth. They are effectively as high quality as any major studio film that Absolutely. comes to the theater. 
Except for we get a 10 hour long film. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not saying watch it all in one fucking sitting, but you watch two or three episodes at a time every couple days. Bam. Mm-hmm. You know, so absolutely. absolutely. The, the quality of television has gotten uh, immensely better than it was in the 80s when we were watching. They always it. drop every show, like every, every season has to start. Like Louis just started, Silicon Valley started. Mad Men, well, it's only got six episodes left or four, but mm. that was going to drop. Everything always comes out new. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good television out there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's a show called Bloodline on Netflix that was pretty good. Watched mm-hmm. the first episode, really liked it, so um, continue watching that. But cool, man. So uh, this week we'll be reviewing, um, the, I was going to say, The Theory of Everything, see? The Imitation Game with Sir mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberpatch. I feel like I have to say it that way. And uh, the Fast and Furious. But uh, I'm curious to see how much Fast and Furious have made this week into this week's box office. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, number five was Cinderella, slipped a spot, die, uh, get hard, slipped a spot to number four. The Longest Ride was a new film this week. Um, I'm not one? familiar with this. Oh, is, is like this a, the... Chick flick? Oh, it's a Nicholas Sparks novel. Is Scott Eastwood related to... Oh, yeah, it is. It is. So yeah, okay. Well, I okay. So I do have to talk about this, right? Because this is kind of interesting. All oh, right. Okay. All right. So Scott Eastwood, the actor, who I'd never really heard of before, young man. He's only twenty nine years old. He is like, uh, what's the what's the scene in the Fast and Furious where uh, um, they look at him and he's like hot and he's like, what's his what's his name or what did they, what did they say? Um, when it's I like, see Paul Walker in the sandwich shop. Uh, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, he's pretty. Look at him. Look, yeah. So, yeah, look at Scott Eastwood, 29-year-old. He's a stunner, right? He's younger than all three of us. His father is, like, in his 80s or something? Clint Eastwood? So, it's his, it got... What's his name? Scott Clinton Reeves. Well, there's the longest ride. I got Britt Robertson, Scott Eastwood. Oh, okay. So the, no, I know. I, I can answer that. Yes, because Reeves is his mother's name. Because here's the deal. His father's 84 years old, so he was fathered like when when uh, Mr. Clint was in his fucking 70s or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. Scott East Scott Eastwood. Clint Eastwood has. I forget. It was uh, I'm on Wikipedia now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven children. He is like a cornerback for the New York Jets. He has seven kids with five different women. <laughs> I like him already. I like him already, right? And they're spanning from 1964 to 1996. Man. The man has been having kids for around. 30 years. I get around. But, but, I get around, <laughs> yeah. It's like the fucking Tupac song for sure. Except for here's the funniest thing. is He and, and he never marries any of the women. 
So, and then literally Scott Eastwood, the guy who we were talking about, on his birth certificate, it said, father not listed. Wow. So, like, he never even takes credit for his seed when he bears these kids. So, all of a sudden now, all I want to do is piss on Clint Eastwood's grave yeah. when he dies. <laughs> uh, I will forever make fun of him when he's dead because, yes, he's uh, he's made some uh, very good film. Yeah. But as a human being, he's a horrible, horrible human being who should have – nobody should give him any credit because he's got a shit ton of kids out there and his name isn't even on their fucking birth certificate. So um, Clint Eastwood, go fuck yourself. Scott Eastwood, I feel bad for you. Uh, and your film didn't make any money. It made $13 million. Uh, Fast and the Furious 7 made $59 million for a grand total of 251.5. Foreign totaling at $799 million. So this will be a billion-dollar film. So we were looking at Box Office Mojo earlier. There's only 19 films that have made a billion dollars worldwide. This will be number 20, I guarantee you. And it might very well pass um, number 19 or 18. And check so this out. It, it'll, it'll be a Universal's first billion-dollar movie. Can you believe that? Oh, interesting. There you go. So uh, expect <laughs> money, money, money. expect to see Vin Diesel... The Rock, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese, and all these motherfuckers for at least two or three more of these fuckers. Because I don't think that I, I don't see any reason. Now, let me ask you this. Do you guys see any reason for them to remake the franchise because Paul Walker's dead? No, they can keep it. I'd be kind of fine. The if Fast they, if and the Melancholy. That'll be the next one. They're all sad. Which I said the fast and the sad. Fast and the sad. Fast and the not so furious. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with kind of Fonzo. What you were kind of saying is, yeah, you could easily write Paul Walker's character out and continue. Well, I'd be happy if that was the last one, but you know they, they're they're fucking money grubbing fuckers, so they're gonna they want to make money. And this yeah. one's a drug. This one's a juggernaut. It's not stopping. Yeah, money. So, and the second one, maybe it'll start to die down now that Paul Walker's gone, now that Mystique's gone, and they'll make him another one. And it, it just people realize it's not the same without the characters. And um, you know, it's I mean, maybe it's just time to stop them. And I don't know. I, I said I'd be happy if that was the last one. I mean, yeah, well, I agree. Well, it's because fucking do you got the rock, the rock walking the streets with a minigun? It's like you know that's kind of the problem. Well, that's the fast. Well, it's, it's not a fast movie anymore. It's just a sheer action film, and, and that's my problem. Uh, and, and obviously, we'll, and then we'll watching the first one, it's like yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. We'll talk about the first Fast and Furious tonight, and we'll we can kind of compare and contrast where Heard. the franchise is gone, which is interesting. But um, yeah, I would like you. I'd be perfectly happy if they just killed off the franchise, and you know. That's the thing. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if they killed off the franchise. But if they made another one, I'd probably watch it. Oh uh, yeah, I'll be first in line too. You know, it's like yeah. 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 And and I and I have more of the moral thing where like I won't go to the theater and watch. I won't give these Bullshit, movies you have my money. Well, I didn't see the last. I don't think I've seen any of these in the theater now that I think of it. Um, oh, except for maybe the first one. Um, I don't think you ever pay for movies ever. 
Uh, I paid for our movie tickets to the Fast and the Furious. Man, your girlfriend did. Quit lying. No, I paid for... Man, you ain't got no job. Quit lying. Well, he has to pay for the movies. I have to pay for the movies. Because they're all terrible. They're all terrible. Oh, boy. Why is she sleeping yet? Have a coconut smile. Have a coconut coconut smile. smile. Go in the other room with your broke-ass computer. Go watch Rent. Go watch Rent. Go watch fucking musical. Yeah. It's Bad Boys Podcast. God dang it. Double D Podcast. And I got double D's. Whoa. All right, hey, fellas, let's hurry this up because I got uh, shit I got to take care of. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that whip sound? the Bad Boys podcast where just <laughs> randomly rants on all things movies. <laughs> I'm your rant. I'm your See fucking you co-host. Week. Oh, shit, who got fucking teased. Man, okay, here we go. How do we follow? Jesus Christ, how do you know where to follow from that? All right. I got two. We're, we're going to be reviewing two movies. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to talk about Critters 2 real quick. Oh, uh, did you watch Critters 2? Speaking of double Ds. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, if remember I told you in the first. You, well, you guys remember the end of the first one, the eggs and everything. So, the second one, um, it starts off in space. And uh, we got we got Charlie in space with the with the shape shifting uh, bounty hunter Ugg, and um, uh, he's been up in space for two years just straight bounty hunt. You know, he's after this like worm like creature, and um, they get a, a a new assignment to go. Uh, they find out there's more critters slash crites on Earth, so they go down there. But Charlie's afraid that he might have to. They're afraid they're going to leave him on Earth. And which is kind of cool. I like the. I was taking the movie because it has the actors from the first first one. You know, they got Charlie. They got the, the dude that was a rock star. Took the rock star's face, and uh, and then Scott Grimes comes back as Brad Brown. So I thought that was really cool. Oh, and Lynn Shea. So it was like four characters from the first one. I'm like, that is cool. I I can dig that. You know what I mean? Um. So so yeah. So you got Brad. Brad. He comes back visiting his grandma at Grover's Bend, and um. Uh, so those, those eggs are there, and it's, and like I said, it takes place in Easter. So of course, you know, some of the eggs get taken, and they get spread around the place, and uh, and then hilarity ensues, right? But the cool thing about this one is, in the second, um, the second alien that shapes shapes this, out of randomly, there's this truck driving, and a Playboy falls on the ground, and then uh, Charlie Charlie ends up having it. So uh, one of the aliens takes form of a playmate. So and then the, what's amazing is Washington alien form. Get these huge tits coming out, ripping off a shirt, uh, the shirt, and get into full costume. And Charlie's like so excited that uh, the bounty hunter is this fucking Playboy uh, <laughs> uh, playmate. It's hilarious. It's so awesome. So we got we got we got more critters. We got bigger critters. We got critters turned into a big ass ball and start bowling over. This is one dude running. It's the same trope in movies where I don't know why he don't run to the left or the right. He just gets run over. And when he gets mauled over, like they eat the shit out of like piranhas, dude. I love it. Because when That's... they run over him, it's just like the skeleton with like its skin ripped off and it's shaking. Like he just got ripped to shreds. Where that's there. one of my favorite scenes in all movies. Oh, oh you seen this one? I've seen, yeah, I've seen Critters too. I just didn't see it this weekend. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, yeah, that scene is hilarious, right? It's the oh, best. I love it. Um, yeah, they're fucking eating burgers. It reminds me of Gremlins. You know, they're just they're uh-huh. just like Gremlins. talking shit and laughing. Like, but like you said, they're smart. They talk to each other. Um, but just tearing up food and just tearing up everything, and um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty decent uh, sequel. Um, like I said, bring back the characters from the first one, and now I'm um, pretty much trying to finish all of them, I'm trying to finish the third and the fourth. So uh, I, I like these motherfuckers. Man. I love the critters, man. So yeah. to me, I like this franchise. So I, def- I buy for a dollar, and I totally I recommend. Buy that for a dollar. Poster yeah. says, "Get ready for seconds. They're back." And we got one of the critters <laughs> holding a number two. 
I mean, you gotta love that. Yeah, just it's just a cool design of those eggs, all those teeth, and they just red eyes, and I I don't know, they just cool. Yeah, I gotta watch that. I I gotta watch it again because I mean, I I saw them all when I was a kid, and I remember I thought they were funny, but Mm -hmm. it's still a scary movie, so I still had that fear. But (laughs) you know, I think I've always been a fan. Yeah, Critters Two, the main course. (laughs) Coming up next. Yeah. So cool. So I so Harley, you had the homework this week. I did. I picked uh, the Imitation Game because it has an eight point one on IMDb, and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is uh, all the uh, it's all the talk in town, and when it comes to awards, and uh, and it's a fucking historical film, World War Two. Um, I'm I'm far from a World War Two historian. I'm far from a historian of anything. Um, but I'm when you chose this movie, you you got laid. There's a penny dropper right here for you, huh? Yes, absolutely. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Hell yeah! I used all the lines from Fast and the Furious while watching this film. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's a fairly accurate storytelling of um, Alan Turing who is a mathematician in the uh, late 30s and is, um, what's the word I'm looking for, hired um, by England, England's like MI6 to try to decipher Germans' enigma or their code that they used to communicate during the war. And it's basically the the story of him and a couple of his colleagues that that uh, essentially break it. He, obviously, he's the main one by developing a machine, which later on is sort of the origins of a computer. Um, and so, I think that's why the the film sort of resonates for a lot of modern audiences. Is they're kind of giving this guy the credit for building the first, uh, you know, Macintosh or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting film. Um, it's very well direct. It's very well perf- um, acted. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is his performance is very good. Everybody's performance is really good. Um, it's not incredibly long. It's a little short of two hours long, and and um, I can see why a lot of critics liked it. Um, it's a little slow for a lot of people. Um, so it's it's kind of one of those things, you know. Um, for me, I'm a history buff, and so that part interests me. Um, you know, it, it talks about some other stuff. I, I don't know how much we want to get into spoiler territory. Um, but... Um, a lot of the emotional stuff kind of falls short for me. Um, but uh, what did you guys think? Yeah, MCP, what did you think? Yeah, Fonzo, what did you think? Well, I'm thinking these – I'm like these fucking nerds <laughs> going to be digging the shit out of this movie, cracking codes and got these smart dudes. And, you know, for the fir- first uh, f- like 30, 40 minutes, I'm, I'm, I'm into it, you know. Um, he's doing a good job being this quirky character. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm digging like the fact that they gotta if it's if it is based on a true story, it's kind of cool that what they're doing, trying to stop the war and all. Yeah, when they when they come up with some um, crazy decisions they got to do. Um, and I like hearing Nightly showing up, just 
loved her in Domino, so every time I see her show up, I like her. I'm like, she should be in more stuff. Um, yeah, normally I would never watch this flick, but, you know, we do the podcast and, you know, I go outside my wheelhouse, my, my comfort zone. So I, I wasn't too disappointed watching it because, I mean, like, I was into it. Um, I can see why he was nominated. I like Matthew Good a lot. He was really good in it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mark Strong was cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually yeah. going through the uh, the trivia, and Mark Strong's character, mm-hmm. the guy's name's Stuart Menzies, mm-hmm. he's the basis for James Bond's M, M for Menzies. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, for MI, you know, an MI6 and whatnot. That was yeah. kind of cool. I kept thinking of Section 6 from Attack of the Block. <laughs> oh. Remember? Oh. We gotta call somebody, maybe like Section 6 or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man, oh, that's right. got no yeah, FBI. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, this was, a, I mean, yeah, nerd movie. There's a lot of things to nerd out about, but, uh, for the most part, I took it on like a, like a normal movie. I thought it was pretty damn good. I mean, considering it's based on a true story and I know of Alan Turing and the whole Turing test and the computing and the algorithms thing. Yeah. Oh, were you familiar with that, Tony? Oh, yeah. And, and, oh. I mean, it's part of the curriculum, really, um, for computer science. Computer science. Nerd. Right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, even besides being familiar with the material, it was still pretty cool. I mean, movie to watch. It's got this guy. He's kind of like, you know, not exactly social, but he still kind of holds his, holds his ground. He's, you know, kind of, um, a little arrogant. And he's like, like right in that first scene with the, you know, Papa Lannister, you know, um, <laughs> and, uh, I was like, dude, he's kind of holding his own. He's like, nope, nope, no, 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 you're not leaving me. Like he was ready to kick him out. And he just mm-hmm. drops knowledge on him. I was like, dude, this is kind of cool. I mean, it's it feels like it's a well put together film. Um, and uh, you know, well, that time where he's trying to crack that joke is, is you know his character right there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, he. I think his, perfor- his performance is the strength of the film for sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the and... only thing that got me was the 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 uh the different time zones that they were presenting and i kept getting confused i was like Shh, where when are we now I'm oh really sure. yeah it, it took me a little while and finally oh. i understood like once i caught the, once i met the characters then i was really okay that's a young one that's the old one that's the current day one and like the current day you know the, because it's almost like um it's in Maybe, present time when he was a kid you didn't know it was, it was all, all flashbacks and so the main confusion I had was from the present time and the, you know, the World War time. They, I had a difficulty with in the past when they were introducing Chris, Christopher. Right. I thought it was his brother. Ah. So I was like, oh, that explains why he's like, you know, his best friend or something like that. Because I was like, should we spoil the... Um, the reveal halfway through the film? Well, no, it's still pretty new, right? That that was the rule. It's it's kind of new, yeah. I, yeah, I was just thinking, like, from a historical standpoint. No, like, and even even from, I mean, in the movie, if people don't know about the history of it, then they're not they're not going to know about that part. Yeah, so, absolutely. And in terms of the plot of the movie, it's kind of important. So I'd say yeah. we don't spoil it. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So, um, so yeah, I was a little confused as to that character. Um, but I didn't have a problem with the time, that part. I was genuinely confused why they were following him. What was 
what was significant to 10 years, almost 10 years after the fact, you know, I was like, that genuinely kept me interested. And it makes sense because obviously, um, as a, what's a, a result of that, you know, um, it's well, weird. Yeah, it's but, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's historically accurate in that sense. Sure. But nobody knows who Alan Turing is, unless, of course, you're a, a, a computer major, which is interesting. Um, but it's weird. It's like, yeah, I mean, all that stuff was totally new to me, and I was like halfway through it, and I was Wikipediaing him, and I was like, oh, damn, 1954? Like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. I want to know how he knew to make that. Like, I guess he was already kind of working on that, right, Tony, at his house. Yeah, well, he was a professor, and he he had he had written theories about kind of computation type stuff, algorithm type stuff, Um, Mm -hmm. like uh, the idea of a machine that can be programmable. Because most machines before you like you built them for one thing, and that's all they did. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you, you build a machine for two plus two, and that's all it fucking does is two plus two. You know? Yeah, but like he pointed out in this one, it thinks it does a lot of different things. It thinks for itself. Right. And so he, he came up with that theory as a professor. And so that's why he had in his head, like, maybe I can actually build a machine like that. And he didn't get the opportunity, like the movie shows, he didn't get the opportunity until they ha- had to use it for war. Um, and he got a bunch of funding from the government. Which, yeah, but even then they were kind of like hesitant because they, 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 they were getting him. results quick enough. And, right, yeah. right. And I yeah. thought that whole, you know, the drama of him, you know, kicking people out and him becoming the boss and, and uh, kind of underhanding or undermining the, that, you know, he's not the boss when he goes directly to Churchill <laughs> and yeah. then he gets, yeah. the, he gets the head dog. Yeah, well, he said to my boss, yeah. And then what about Pickfucker showing up from a black mirror? It's a little. It's a cop. Pig fucker. Oh, holy shit! That was pig fucker. Remember? That's funny. Yeah, he was the one that um wanted to. He he thought he was a Russian spy or whatever. Yeah, no wonder he was like empathizing with him. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I didn't even recognize him. I mean, like I I knew I recognized his face, but I, I completely forgot he was from that Black Mirror thing. Yeah, you just couldn't remember from where. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I thought that so, it was really well. Yeah. I mean, really well paced. Uh, you know, when she, when the girl comes in, finally, I don't even remember the girl's name. What the fuck's my problem? Kira Knightley. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, she. It, I don't know how histori- historically accurate her role is in it. Yeah, I mean, uh, come on. Actually, <laughs> uh, like, it seemed like, act- like uh, women are smart or something. Like they can compete with men. I mean, come yeah, on. That's, that was the fakest part of the whole <laughs> that's movie. Like, oh, you kidding me? She was the first one to do it under six minutes. Okay, get back to the kitchen, lady. What are you doing? I'm totally. Uh, I'm I'm confident from what I read in Wikipedia is her relationship with Alan Turing was pretty accurate. Hold on, Amy's about to hit him with a bed, bread roll across the head. Hold on. Okay. Wait, she what? <laughs> Are those bread rollers in the cartoons? The women always chasing the men. Yeah. Beat their ass. Was it the red roller? Is that what it is? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the oh, uh, uh, rolling pin. Yeah, you guys rolling told him. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, okay, that's just what. Whew, over your head. I tried to make joke. Thank you. Someone got a. I got a pity laugh. I'll take it. Thank you. I was looking for the. I don't know what a joke <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so the imitation game. Yeah, I'd say it's worth a run. So, I mean, if you find that kind of stuff uh, interesting, or even mildly interesting like myself, I I, uh, I was entertained by it, so I wasn't bored at all. I mean, maybe a little towards the end, but um, they, it gives you a little, uh, a little drama here and there and, and um, a little twist on things here and there. And then other performances are great. I mean, you see Tywin Lannister. You see Mark Strong. I mean, it's you see uh, Sir Ben. You see Smaug. The voice of Smaug, and everyone does. His name is Charles Dance, by the way. No, it's Tywin. If that's all that motherfucker is remembered for when he dies, he's gonna be pissed. No, dude, he's a fucking great villain. Yeah, I'll give him Charles Dance. Yes, I'm gonna make last action hero credit now. He was the one that had the contacts with the smiley faces and shit. Yeah, exactly. In last action hero. So. And I think he doesn't want to be remembered by that at all. No, he doesn't want to be. And actually, that wasn't that bad of a film. You watched it? Yeah, I've seen it like two or three times. Okay. Or three or four times. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so for myself, I give a imitation game. I'd buy it for a dollar. I'd but. buy that for a dollar. Cool, yeah, I... I was entertained by it. Absolutely. I'm still looking yeah. for something. We're trying to program I'm, the I'm Enigma. Up, to no, because I was Enigma. curious. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Joan Clark, the the girl, you know, the, the girl that... In, Joan Clark, yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out um, if she was actually a part, if they met at that place, like oh. if that whole story was real or if it was... Because you know how movies sometimes try to throw romance oh, yeah. into everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, oh, is yeah. the romance thing real, that would be at least nice. shoehorned in or what? Right. Um, I mean, either way, it was it was it it it, it paced with the movie. Wait, was so was just, it or was it not? Sorry, I missed it. Um, it looks like they met at Hut Eight, and I'm yes. trying to figure out what the fuck Hut Eight is. That is the program that they were that and he that's worked the program on. They were working on for the Enigma thing. Oh, I thought it was code for her backside. That's where you had it. <laughs> Well, and it makes side. sense if he was literally as socially inept as the film implies. It would make sense that he wouldn't. It's not like he was going to meet her at a bar. He, you know, he was, you know. Right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, so, if you want to play a drinking game with tonight's episode, take a shot every time Harley says literally. Oh, be you will up. literally die <laughs> of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Or if you want to take shots every time I say, you know, you'll be fucking dead in three minutes. There you um, go. But, uh, yeah, today's magic word is literally. Corner <laughs> so, sorry. No. <laughs> I, um, literally, you know, give it a dollar. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. It's, it's hard. I Take a shot every time I, MCP says nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I would... It's one of those films where, yeah, I find myself wanting to say literally again. Jesus Christ, I am. <laughs> it is. Take a shot. Sorry, now I hate people. it. I know. Uh, I hate beating it up because I. No, no, no. I'm. I'm glad you pointed it out. Um, it's it's difficult to to review. <laughs> For me, it's one of those films where, like, the pieces of it are very good. Oh. But as a whole, it's oh. boring. Like. Oh, wow. Like, I, I was telling Chris as the, at the end of it, like, I kind of ended up finding myself programming through a lot of it. Um, I was like... Programming movie? Yeah. I I literally, like... Shot. I, I looked at the... Oh, Oop. there it is. 
<laughs> like 15, 20 minutes before the film was over, I looked at the clock because I was like, how much time is left in this movie? Because I didn't know. You were afraid if it hit midnight, you were going to have to watch the movie all over again? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I didn't. My problem was the film is about World War II. That's what I wanted it to be about. And that's the enigma is solved, spoiler alert, like an hour and 20 minutes into into it. There's still 20, 30 minutes left of the film. And when that, when all of a sudden that night happens, and and all, and then all of a sudden there's this like moral issue where, you know, what do they, what do they reveal and what don't they? And that was, that was interesting. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was cool. But then the film yeah. stops becoming about World War Two, and it becomes more of a drama about his life, which ends up you know, wrapping up really quickly um, to try to explain, well, they don't even explain really why at the end. Um, so it's like it was... the like okay, the editing is good, the directing is good, um, you know, the performances are very good. But all in all, it ends up just becoming sort of like a passable film. So, I mean, yeah, ultimately, yeah, I give it a buy that for a dollar two, but it's not an enthusiastic buy that for a dollar, unfortunately. I'd buy that for a dollar. It 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 was it was a little too dry. It was and maybe it was because I was maybe hoping for something different or I I, I was when I, me and Chris were watching and I was like, there's not nearly enough kids in this film for me to really get emotionally interested. Kind of thing. Okay. There's go ahead. Well, um, it it kind of gets into spoiler territory, but I thought um, it was the way they explained his motivation to create an artificial intelligence is that. Yeah, yeah. And his entire life after that was trying to. And I thought that was kind of cool is that 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 the, the the World War Two was just a vehicle for him to be able to per- continue pursuing that. Yeah. And then absolutely. after it was over, he still continued pursuing that. Like it wasn't yeah. the, the, the enigma was just a puzzle to do along the way. Yeah. I agree. But absolutely. he was in a time where that kind of fit well. And that's, and, and that's where it's hard for me to relate. A, I'm not him. And even Chris made a point. She was like, how could you, Want that? Why wouldn't you want tits and ass? And I was like, "Well, I mean, the fire! Like that's all I want to see some tits and ass." Like, ironically, <laughs> right now I want to be watching Fast and Furious Eight because there's not nearly enough tits and ass in this film. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, would you would you have uh, felt better about the film if you know what no, I mean? No, because he could sympathize them either. He said he couldn't even sympathize. Yeah, no, because. I'm, I'm, I shit you not. They shoehorn this in, man. And all the shit that I've been through in the last six months, if you cannot, I'm, I'm like, I am the computer. I am Christopher. Unless you can somehow introduce children in which become, in which case I become a crying, weeping little bitch. And this film is just about a grown up, a man who is essentially a narcissist. 
in every definition of it. He's a genius, which I can't relate to. I mean, you know this, Tony. He's always got to relate to characters in the movies, though. You know what I mean? That's his thing. Well, but if, if you're really going to enjoy a film and it's really going to resonate, it's because you can re- you can you can relate to the character. You can like when I was watching Critters too. I was totally relating with the little aliens. Well, I was like, they were chowing down at that burger joint. All I wanted to do was eat burgers. I was like, I feel you, Critters. I'm right yeah, there with you, homie. Yeah, there's something. And and it's hard for me to relate to his character. So unfortunately, it it the why I, I appreciate the performance is very good. You're, you're, a, you're a smart motherfucker. How, how do you not relate to him though? No, that's my point. Is I'm not a genius, so I can't relate to that part. By the way, talk. Talk. Enjoy yeah, it. I mean, yeah, it's a buy that for a dollar, but um, yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't great. All right. Did you already? Oh, did you already play the sounder? That's three three dollars from all of us. There you go. Yeah, certified dollar. That'll buy apples for everybody. <laughs> and a sandwich, no crust. That's right. No crust. How's the tuna? It was terrible <laughs> yesterday. It's, it was terrible the week before. I'll have the tuna. No crust, no crust. That's from the line from the 2001 Fast and Furious. Essentially, it's point break. Just remove the surfboards or yeah, cars. Exactly. The Los Angeles police officer, Brian O'Connor, must decide where, where his loyalties rely, really lie when he becomes enamored with the street racing world he has been sent undercover to destroy. And this one, speaking of Silence of the Lambs, this has uh, Ted Levine yeah. from, uh, um, from uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And and from uh, and from Heat, he plays the cop. I like when he plays the cop. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, but this one, this one pretty much started the franchise. I mean, who knew this this would be? I mean, I'm sure when they when they filmed this way back when, they had no idea, right? They had no director idea. Director Rob Cohen had no idea. He makes a cameo as a pizza boy in the yeah. movie. Uh, streets closed, pizza boy. The goddamn street racers. And in fact, there's another little trivia. They're watching um, uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Which he also directed in that scene. He's like, "Get your own goddamn popcorn." I love that line. Um, to me, this is a, this is a Slater. I've watched this movie countless of times. I own like three different versions of the DVD: the Blu-ray, the digital HD versions. Um, yeah, this movie. Um, it's just, and it, not only me, but like for I think for a lot of people, I mean, everyone everyone that got out of the theater, the news was like, "Okay, people got to stop speeding when they leave the theater after watching this movie because." Everybody had a lead foot. I mean, everybody was just driving fast. They import. I mean, there's an import. I think there's a um, what was that magazine called? Uh, Streets or um, not import tuner, but there was that one magazine or Super Street. I mean, it even makes a came in the movie. Oh yeah, um, and they have like sport compact car and yeah. I mean, yeah, and I mean, you got all the race style cars. I mean, it was just it was it was the thing. It was huge back then. So the fact yes. that there was a movie about race cars, you're like, what? That's awesome. You know what I mean? Um, it's got my dumb ass trying to race out a stupid ass Sentra. It, it, you know, <laughs> Albert racing his T-Bird. I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, this movie, like I said, uh, introduces to Brian O'Connor, Dominic Toretto, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster. I mean, everybody. And, and then you even got some cool characters like Rick Yoon as Johnny Tran. Um, Chad Lindbergh, uh, who played Jesse, which I actually met in Burbank one time when he was – Doing a signing for uh, I Spit on Your Grave remake, and I go, Man, I really liked your character, Jesse in Fast Fears. I wish he wouldn't die. He's like, Yeah, man, me too. <laughs> I was like, I, it sucked. Um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen this fucking movie, which you should already because 
I don't know why you haven't. Um, and then I remember too, RJ DeVera, this guy, he was one of the racers, the guy that's playing Gran Turismo and the PlayStation inside the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a, like a, like a, like actual real street racer or like a specialist. And then, so he made oh. a cameo in the movie. Um, and Ja Rule, it was the first Tyrese, I guess, in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and he plays Edwin, which is a weird name for him to be playing Edwin. And not only that, but he has one of the stupidest lines in movie history where he says, you know, that's funny. It's, it's like, it's not how, it's not how you stand by your car. It's how you race it. You better learn that. I'm like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Of course it's like how you, I'm like, what? It's not how you stand by cars while you race it. It's like, and when you said that out loud, you thought that was okay. You didn't ask for a re- rewrite. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I'm like, that's, you know what? That's perfect for you. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Keep that murder ink, whatever you are. Yeah. That, that's why you're not doing anything anymore and even around anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've said enough. I, I adore this movie. I love it. It's a fun slater for me. How did you guys feel revisiting it? First thing I noticed was the script was kind of either, either the script was bleh or their acting and delivery of the lines was was awful but um after a while i stopped caring you know when uh when the camera's going through the engine going through all the you know the explosions and the pistons and shit i'm like yeah yeah that's right that's what's going on you know (laughs) that's what's fueling these cars all right explosions more and then (laughs) laney started making fun of me because i'm all getting pubbed and she's all oh yeah this testosterone all over this fucking screen like this, this whole right movie's testosterone. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and like, then the camera goes inside Tony, and his heart's pumping, his blood's veining, going through. It's like the yeah. same scene, but just with heart. <laughs> your heart's all hitting us and shit. <laughs> That's, That's right. funny. No, too yeah, soon, see, too it hits soon. the DNA. Yeah, it yeah. just hits. You know, I guess it's there's fun. a magazine article called Racer X. I'm looking at the writers. This Ken Lee it says magazine article Racer X. Maybe it was based off that or something. I don't know. Hmm. But, that, um, that guy should be a millionaire. Michelle Rodriguez was was pretty funny, constantly mad dogging and scowling. Oh, dude, right. she puts Vin Diesel in his place, oh man, a bunch She's of times, an right? Angry, angry woman in this film. Yeah. yeah. Well, just, he's talking to those two women, and she's like, uh, I smell skanks. I want, you yeah. to, I want y'all to leave before I leave treadmills on your face. They, hey, man, I was just talking to him, and she's like, whatever. He's like, God damn. Not only that, when they go back to the party, when Brian brings him back, and uh, his buddy's like, uh, um, and he's like, yo, what do you want? Yeah, I got all sorts of. He's like, you can have mine, whatever. So many girls say, how about you take me upstairs, and give me a massage? I'm like, god damn, you're the you're the you're the main dude, you're the bad guy. Yeah, just, she's the she's alpha. Like, in the yeah, no oh, shit, it's pretty yeah, fucking sure. funny. So yeah, well, I ironically, that's I think isn't that the one? Isn't that what comes up in the seventh film where they're like, you're the alpha, you're yep. the alpha, Mrs. Alpha. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, she, she's the alpha and he's uh-huh. the beta in in uh, the Fast and Furious one. So Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale, and Eminem were all considered for the part of Brian O'Connor before Paul Walker was cast. Oh. Wow, that's crazy. It's it's a it's it's weird. It's one of those films where we wouldn't it wouldn't have been a Slater if they hadn't started a franchise after it. I would guarantee you that, because if you it's if you just watch it as a whole, you're like, it it shows its age. It shows that it's trying to appeal to an audience in the late '90s, early 2000s of the street racer crew, the import tuners, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but obviously, it's ended up spawning a franchise that is you know now one of if not the most 
profitable franchises in Hollywood right now. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting because like you said, it's it's stems from this very relatively low budget um you know it it's nothing like like the last four films you know and even you know i would say it's the second one is more similar to it than anything the third one is essentially a remake or just sort of a red herring and then four five six and seven are sort of the fast and furious universe that it's turned into now you know um with with this one it's it's not a good film it's it's what it's are you talking about you get a action right in the beginning at the Honda Civic with the heist action. yeah for sure yeah, it's, 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 and then they get the cool action scene like at the 80s. end we're not talking about 80s stunts this is a 2001 this is a modern film and it's practical a low... effects we got a homeboy jumping onto a truck yeah but it we got it, cars going underneath the truck Go watch Road Warrior one more time, and that was hey, 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 hey. that's all practical I'm effects. Fucking Road Warriors. Yeah. I'm not dissing Road I'm Warrior, saying, but I'm, I'm saying, saying, but I'm saying in 2001, there. How easy was it for them to do it all in CG? It wasn't. It wasn't in 2001. Not not the level that they probably wanted. I mean, I don't know. It's it's you know. If I, anybody, I, I, I thought you would appreciate the practical effects they used in the movie. Well, and I do. Don't get me wrong, but. It doesn't I'm get you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great. I'm just saying, like as a whole, as a film by itself, it doesn't hold up greatly in the sense of yeah, it's fun. Uh, you know, but the performance. You don't like are fun. That? That. It. What's that? You don't like fun. I, I like fun, and I'm not saying I don't enjoy the film. But I'm. I, like I'm I am arguing it's not. You know, Saving Private Ryan. You know, it's oh boy, Tony, you take over. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Go ahead, Tony. Well, I mean, are you? Do you watch this film for uh, the drama you and, to relate and to the Brian characters O'Connor. and trying to relate? You know, like I, 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 it's called Fast and Furious. I watch it to see things go fast and people <laughs> get pissed off. See how <laughs> and it had plenty of that, cars. right? But apparently, yeah, it says it's fun, but it's not a good movie. But it's fun, but I don't like it. Like what? What are you talking about? <laughs> you I mean, like replay, never said I don't like it. The don't replay value is in. Never said I don't like it. The replay value is not in performances. It's not in the plot line. It's not in the, in the story. The story is just a vehicle to let them get in vehicles, and that's it. And what's and, really cool too is watching them like this when when they first meet when they're bringing Brian into the gang and he brings in that super to the garage and they're like, uh, "What is that? That's your ten cent car." That's what that's ten seconds. Oh man, that was like this is a garage. We don't make miracles around here. But seeing them like when they first met was very nostalgic to me. It was like really cool because um, from where they go now um, to when they first met, and um, I thought that was really cool. Just him, him and the part of the gang, and you can tell he's trying to like them too. And he's like, even though honestly, to me, the entire time that he's trying to get get them to like him, mm-hmm. I'm like, fucking, he's a cop. <laughs> no, <laughs> who would? Who would be going so far out of their way just to get in this guy's good graces? Well, the funny thing was, was Chris watched it with me, and she had no idea. Oh, really? Even though she saw the seventh film in the theater, but mm-hmm. they don't make a whole... I think they reference once that he worked for the FBI in the past. In the fourth one. Yeah. Right. He puts, on, he, he puts on the vest, and he rips off the FBI tag. Yeah, it didn't make it clear that he was a 
undercover cop in the first film. So, like, it was literally a successful reveal to Chris during that. She's like, oh, he's a cop. And I was like, isn't that funny that you can literally watch the seventh film and not know that? That's funny. Because Lainey called it out right away. She's like, he's a cop. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, see? But she hadn't look seen at, the seventh well, film. Even, well, yeah, even his boy did, too. Like, look at him. Look at the way he uh-huh. moves. He's a cop. Yeah. He's a cop when Vince is telling him, you know? Yeah. But he's like, you a cop. Like, aren't you supposed to say you're a cop when someone asks you if you're that's a cop? Not, that's not real. That's not real? That's no. a myth? It's a myth. You're breaking that myth right now? You busting this myth? breaking that myth right now. It is not so real that a cop that myth has right to now. say it. They can lie to you as much as they want. Oh, that's, yeah, I've heard the that. police then. That's some bullshit. No, that's exactly what but, you're supposed well, to do. all pissed off. What I'm else do you want? How else do you want them to do their job if they have to tell the truth when they ask them if you're undercover? They're dead. They're dead in that case. Yeah, no, no. They, they, they don't. They have chose to that career. Fuck them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I. It's hard for me because I, I have, I have friends who are cops, or at least who you know, my dad trains with cops. So I've always had that, you know, and you know, the double, the two sided world, two sides of that world. <laughs> so, so in one way, you can't, you can't illegal street race anymore because. Uh, your friend, you know, your friend's got a yeah. At least not in Southern California. Exactly, that's true. Yeah, you can go somewhere else. Go to Tokyo. There we go. How to drift? Yeah, but but so Tony, yeah. So were you having fun with it? Then you're saying. I mean, I had fun with it. Yeah, I mean, I recognize that there was some pretty shitty dialogue, script, whatever. But I didn't there, care. That's, that's throughout all of them, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. Of course. I don't. I don't watch it for for what they say. I watch it for what they do, and they get in some cars and they do some cool stuff. Exactly. So, so yeah, for me, I mean, I I enjoy it enough to give it a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. And I I agree with Tony totally, hundred percent. Cool. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd give it a buy that for a dollar as well. I'd buy that for a dollar. Like a very negative dollar too. It's all crumpled up. He's like, here, take it. I got some I loose change in like, here. Here's a couple be, quarters. Yeah, here's a quarters for fucking pennies for your dumbass. We, w- we <laughs> wouldn't be dreaming about the movie unless they created a whole franchise about it. You know what I mean? Right. That's if we had that. this podcast back in 2001, I would have been creaming all over. No. 2001, Fonzo would have been like, fuck yeah, man. This is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, it'd be funny to listen to. That would be an amazing podcast. That would be awesome. We should do a flashback episode. I wish. Pretend like we're in 1995 or something. Look at the movie <laughs> that we're watching and review those. Like we just went. Did through you the- Did you just think Crow was the greatest movie of all time the first time you saw it? You're goddamn right, I did. <laughs> I was all about that, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, in like 2015, ain't a damn thing changed. Ain't a damn thing changed. I don't even remember if I liked Terminator 2 the first time I saw it in the theater. What? Yeah, you're lucky enough you saw it in the theater. Yeah, I was fortunate enough. That's that what I'm saying. That should have melted your brain with that. Oh, fucking amazing. I don't that remember. Was. I was a fucking kid. I was, uh, you know. Jeez, were you doing fucking drugs back then, too? <laughs> nope. No, kid, no drugs when I was 10. Dude, how, Tony, if you saw T2 in the theater at 10 years old, you tell me you would forget that? Well, no, I don't remember. I don't. I would remember I everything from that fucking movie. I don't. I didn't forget it. Don't get me wrong. So but I don't remember like if it. if I said, "Wow, that's the greatest movie I've ever seen." <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't think I appreciated movies that much back then. Yeah, 
It would have yeah. been like, wow, that was really cool, and then I'm done. Right. But I think yeah. as a kid, to be every, every time I saw a movie, it was the greatest movie I'd ever seen. You know, that's just something like a kid would say. Like, I, I think, I, I mean, at one point, Dust Till Dawn was the greatest movie I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. That would rival The Crow and Batman for the most the movie I've seen the most in my entire yeah. life. Easy. I'm pretty sure it wasn't until Fifth Element that I actually my- was like, I want to watch this movie tons of times. This is a cool movie. And then Devil's Advocate. It wasn't until I was that age, like, right. you know, middle of high school, that I started appreciating movies and started thinking, wow, this is an awesome movie. I want to watch this again type thing. Nice. Like, I remember Jurassic Park. I was in love with Jurassic Park, but I read the book. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was more it was more book related. It was more just that world, not that movie. Right. Like, I loved that world, the Jurassic Park world, not the movie itself. Right. Yeah, it wasn't until way later that I started appreciating movies. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I appreciated that's, porn more than anything. Yeah, that's true. That's, Who couldn't? Yeah. <laughs> Still watch it to this day. See? Nothing's yeah. changed. See? Right. 95 Tony and 95 Honda the same. What about you, Harley? You're saying yeah, you know, some things have changed here and then. Kids, you know, cars, houses, lives, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Some things never change. There you go. That's how we should end the pie. Wait, who's got homework next week, y'all? Uh-oh. My bye week. Yeah, I think I got extra credit. That means I got the homework. Are you prepared? I've got two. I was looking around, Uh-oh. and I saw this cover with this mean-looking face like about to throw a punch, about to give somebody some shit. And I was like, damn, who is it? That's Ewan McGregor. It's Ewan oh, McGregor. Ewan McGregor? Oh, I was like, what the fuck? Is he a bad guy in this? <laughs> Son of a gun. Have you guys heard of it? Uh-uh. Came out 2014. Oh. JR busts out of prison with Brendan Lynch, Australia's most notorious criminal, and joined Lynch's gang for a gold heist that soon pits the two men against one another. I'm like, okay. And then Brendan Lynch... Notor- uh, Australia's most notorious criminal is played by Ewan McGregor. I was like, "What the fuck, man?" You know huh. what? I think this sounds interesting. I want to watch him play a bad guy. Yeah. So how about that? Just out of curiosity, what's the other one? The other one was uh, a more recent. Well, I guess not that much more recent. Um, a most violent year. Okay, I think Harley was almost going to choose that one, wasn't he? I-, I might. I was thinking about it, but I. I read a review that kind of implied that it's not what you'd expect, and so I kind of got like turned off. So hmm. I haven't had a chance to watch it. But um, they're both uh, written, directed, same guy. So right, I thought it was good. Yeah, it's like saying "Son of a Gun." We'll go with that one. Son of a Gun. Yeah, let's I'll do it. my vote for that. Hey, click on the director real quick. Look, look at this fucking picture. Oh, yeah, shit. I was gonna say it's a big bearded dude. <laughs> big bearded dude. <laughs> I mean, get out of my screen, Paul Blart. What the fuck? Everyone, everyone see Paul Blart? Keep showing the ads for part two. I don't give a yeah, I think Paul I saw Blart. the trailer to it somewhere, and I was like, ooh, this looks bad. Like, Have you guys bad, seen the first one? Bad. Okay. I haven't seen the first one. Me neither. Yeah, yeah neither did I. What's the extra credit, homie? Okay, I'm gonna give you um I'm gonna give you a choice. I'm gonna go right. uh drama, fantasy, horror. Or action comedy. Whoa. 2005, 2008, 
Uh, I'm going to give you the Robert Downey Jr. or Keanu Reeves. They're in a movie together? No, no, no. Which one <laughs> are you going to pick? Oh, two separate movies. Yeah. Yes. Depends. 7.0, 6.9, IMDb. Is one One's kiss based kiss on bang a bang. comic book character. One is a uh, sort of like a comedy, um, meta film. Tropic Thunder or Constantine? Oh shit! Love Whoa. them both. You like both, huh? Yeah, I like them both. I just have to tune out a certain parts of uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, written by Ben, ben Stiller. Stiller. Yes, yeah. sir. Hmm. Tropic Thunder Constant. I'm gonna leave it up to Fonzo. Hmm. I, mean, I haven't seen Tropic Thunder in a while. Let's do that. Cool. Okay. What do you mean, I, my people? We might have talked about Tropic Thunder on the podcast five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like literally three or four Ooh. years ago. But uh I, f- I figured it's that long ago. We could certainly review it again. Yeah. There you go. All right, cool. Cool. All right on, fellas. I I would say that concludes another episode of the podcast. We just randomly ran some all things movies. We got to hurry this up because my man Harley's trying to get some booty. So I think you and say we ride together. Harley, we get some booty together. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) Well, Tony goes down there and you guys are partying, maybe. (laughs) No. no, no. <laughs> Whoa, see? See? He's shaking. Calling you. Calling you, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> it's MCP, Bad Boys for Life. Boom, 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 boom. There you go. I didn't think there you go. Is that fast enough for you, Harley? Yeah, there you go.